unconditional love does not mean you're a pretzel, does not mean that you don't stand up for yourself, right? Like this is about standing for something. This is about being so rooted and grounded and stable within that it's that there's this unshakable confidence within and there is no need or boundary that needs to be set because you are just you and you are just yourself and you are just living authentically and you have an open heart and you can still be direct and you can still ask for your desires and claim your desires and you can still stand up for what you believe in with an open heart in a way where people can feel that unconditional love and still feel your power and still feel your directness and still feel that courage. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, beautiful people. All right, in full transparency, I would say my energy levels are probably at about 25% today. That might be even a conservative guess. <laughs> and I am here to remind you that I have set intentions. I have created spaciousness in my day and I have committed to showing up at 100% of my 25% today. This entire month, I have mostly felt depleted and off and doing my best to allow and to um, continue to connect and be, you know, connect into my devotional practice first and then allow the discipline and the practice to, to follow that. And there's something going on, like I'm in a winter still, <laughs> yet I'm still showing up, you know, for my commitments, for the things that bring me joy, for the things that, uh, you know, pay my bills, <laughs> for the things that allow me to feel good in my body. But it's interesting because I'm like, okay, I still don't feel good. Like I'm still feeling like shit. I'm still feeling tired. Um... So I'm not really sure what that's all about. And so I'm noticing my attachment to like, I ha like there's expectation. It's like, okay, human self, there's expectation. Okay, human self, there's um, me being attached to a timeline, right? There's me wanting to, you know, trying to control. So I'm sitting here like, okay, I am feeling different. I am feeling I'm feeling very tired. Um, 
And I'm just like, again, I'm I'm still in this like amoeba phase. So I feel like next week. So when this launches, we'll just be a few days before the beginning of February. And, you know, energetically, we just now are starting to transition into new year energy because we had lots of planets in retrograde. We had the Chinese New Year. There's just a lot that was happening at the beginning of the year. But I'm still like, okay, we're out of retrograde now. And we had the Chinese New Year. And I'm, um, you know, we had this new moon that kind of set us into the new moon was a couple of days ago. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, but I don't actually feel that way. (laughs) And I'm just being transparent with you all because I'm like, yeah, of course, I have my moments where I'm trying to like, fix fix me and like feel better quote unquote but honestly I I'm good like this is the ebbs and flows of life like we are not machines so I sit there when I have these moments and I sit in my backyard and I look at mother nature and I look at how there's parts of my backyard that are dying there's parts of my backyard that are blossoming there's parts of my backyard that are in between (laughs) there's new growth I have these little you know there's a couple of plants back there that are oh my gosh they're very fertile (laughs) and they like all of a sudden a couple seeds blow in the wind and in another area of my yard there's these little seedlings that are you know these plants that are starting to sprout and um and then of course I have other plants that I'm like okay I've had my backyard for over a year now. Why are these plants, you know, just their growth is stunted? And it's like, oh, yeah. And then I have, you know, conversations with the plants and the trees. And I'm like, oh, yeah, why am I trying to, like, force you (laughs) into being something that you're not? Like, why am I trying to hurry you along? And I really, of course, maintained my backyard because, uh, especially in uh, the summertime, things got a little cray cray back there because we get so much rain and there's so much sun, you know, but for the most part, I really just let my backyard do its thing. Like I'm noticing, OK, I can tend to my garden back here, but also can I let Mother Nature be herself? <laughs> and then I and then when I do that, I'm like, OK, can I and can I be in that for me? Can I do that for me? And of course, after like resistance and having those moments of just wanting to feel better and feel good and like have the energy that I know I I have availability and capacity for, there's a reason why I'm slowing down. There's a reason. And I feel like, and of course, right, like I'm calling in clients and I've got some things in the works, but I'm really not starting any projects right now because it's very clear. I'm, I'm pretty much just answering the mail in terms of what's currently in front, in front of me and again, doing what I love. And I think that there's this, there's almost this sense that when you, you know, if you choose the path of entrepreneurship or you choose to, you know, leave the corporate matrix, right? That's not everybody's soul journey, but it absolutely is mine. And it absolutely is many who tune into this podcast and are in my world. There's almost this sense of like, oh, once you do it, you've made it and the grass is always greener and you never have these moments of like, what am I doing with my life? And so I'm in it right now. And when I was talking to my client earlier, you know, she was basically in a story of imposter syndrome and I shouldn't say a story. She was in an awareness of it. Talking, We were talking through it and I was supporting her 
because she was um, in the moment of having a little bit of a breakdown in terms of what she is mentoring her clients on. So she's a new a new coach. And I'm like, I'm so transparent with my clients be- around my growth edges and my fears and my imposter syndrome and, you know, my anxious moments and my, you know, all that. I'm like, and my um, compulsions, <laughs> like, I still have my moments of comp- of all of it, of overworking, of compulsions, of beating myself up, all of it. But the voice, instead of being like right in my ear, it may be there for a split second, but then it like really fades into the background now because of my consistent practice of like, oh yeah, thank you, protector. <laughs> thank you, mind. Thank you, inner child who's afraid. What, whoever, whatever the entity and presence is that's trying to talk me out of my highest potential, I just don't give it too much attention anymore. I just love that part of myself. I don't try to make myself wrong for it anymore. And I really believe that there's still so many leaders in the world that pretend that they've that they're perfect, that they are machines, that they've literally cracked the code to life and they never have moments of feeling like shit. And this is also why I love Mel Robbins, because Mel Robbins, I, I noticed that there's a lot of people that I love when people can be funny and not take life so seriously. And she'll even say things like, oh, yeah, you know, I don't really... I don't actually follow anyone on Instagram, but obviously Big Brother's watching and listening to me. And so every once in a while when I go to post something on Instagram, whatever's like the first thing on the news feed, sometimes it'll autoplay, sometimes I'll click it. And that's actually how I how I like let new stuff come into my field. It's like, oh yeah, so Spirit was wanting me to, you know, tune into this Mel Robbins post. <laughs> I'm laughing because if you listen to one of my previous episodes about TikTok, this is why I struggle with TikTok because TikTok never hand delivers like a Mel Robbins post to me on the newsfeed. It's usually like something really contracting. And uh, that also serves a lot of medicine for me because I get to move through where I'm in judgment and I get to move through my triggers. And so it all serves its purpose. But anyway, so Mel Robbins, I saw a post a while back where she did a reel on like, oh, yeah, so when I don't want to get out of bed, um, my therapist taught me to and she was like showing people what she does. She's like, I literally roll out of bed like she's on the floor crawling to her bathroom to finally then like get herself up and wash her face and brush her teeth. And I love that. First of all, right, like just saying my therapist, right, that used to be something that a lot of people were um, embarrassed about. I don't typically do traditional therapy, but I've had plenty of coaches and mentors and people in my life uh, that have served that role. <laughs> I'm more of an alternative healing kind of kind of person, but therapy is real and is supportive. Like there's so many modalities to support people, and I just love that leaders are starting to pop up more and more in their vulnerability and in their intimacy. And that's my, that's what I love. Like I notice the more vulnerable and intimate and transparent I am with people, the more uh, like the better I feel for one, because 
I don't have to hide anymore. <laughs> and then the more clients come into my field, it's it's literally like clock, clockwork. Did I just say clockwork? <laughs> I'm leaving that in here. <laughs> Because it's me, like, you know, I sometimes stumble on my words and I still host a podcast and I love doing what I do. And sometimes I say cockwork instead of clockwork and we're just going to roll with it because I also like to make you laugh because healing can be light and healing can be fun. So what I was getting at is you're going to start to see more people in the spotlight truly opening up about who they really are and their struggles and what makes them human and and that they often don't feel like they have it all figured out and also feel like imposters and all of the things. Because once you reach that next level status of whatever it is that you're desiring, then you're already going to be like on to the next thing. It's how we're wired, which is why coming back to self is the most important piece always. It's like the impetus of everything. And that's what this episode is about. And I don't know when I recorded this. I would say it was probably like 15 months ago. And I think I recorded this this episode on a on a Sunday morning because usually when I was in sacred practice on Sundays, I would get so many messages coming in and I would practice in my group just sharing after I had integrated a bit, I would share what was kind of coming through and Needs and boundaries is one that's come up a lot. It's come up a lot in conversation. It's come up a lot with clients. It's come up a lot with myself. And I think the biggest piece that I want to preface before the episode, which it's short, it's only like 15 minutes. So this will be a short and sweet one. But there's, of course, there's situations in which um, people are not safe, right? So I want what I'm talking about when it comes to needs and boundaries is not like the actual primordial response that kicks in in unsafe environments. And obviously, there's a multitude, you know, we know what it means for people to truly be in an unsafe environment. I'm talking about when you're in a situation where you're in imposter syndrome, or you feel like a failure, or you feel like a fraud, or you're in self beat up or you're in your compulsions or you're overworking or, you know, you want to end a relationship. You want to call in a relationship. You want to have a conversation in in a relationship, right? There's conflict. There's a difficult conversation that gets to be had, right? This is what I'm talking about. So I think because I, I didn't preface that in my in my video that in, in the episode, like that's what I'm talking about, right? I'm talking about and of course, like sustenance, food, right? Like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like, yes, there are certain things in our life that are important for us to sustain on a physiological level. Again, I'm talking about because if you're listening to this, you know how how to have your needs met, you know, from a biological, physiological level, right? Like we all know we need water, we need food, um, we need rest, we need sleep, right? Doesn't mean we always like honor that for ourselves, right? But we understand that that's a requirement of, you know, being in this body on this planet. And so this conversation around needs and boundaries and I, and I, what, what really this boils down to is why I choose to not use those words anymore for myself. So again, I'm not saying because all I can speak to is my own experience and also what I've witnessed in relationship and with clients and things like that. 
And so, for example, I call needs desires now and I call boundaries discernment. So I have discernment with people. I can feel energy. I can generally now feel and notice and see when people are wearing masks. Um, I, I just know how to navigate relationships more to where I don't feel the need to honestly always even have a conversation. Sometimes a conversation is warranted. Sometimes it's not. But um, that's that's through this practice. And what I found is we throw words around as a culture now. Like I just keep thinking narcissism is one, um, you know, overstepping boundaries is one. There's a zillion others, but those are, you know, it's like, oh, gaslighting, right? Like this person's gaslighting. This person's a narcissist. This person's toxic. This person you know, I like I need this and boundary that. And that just kind of comes with the territory once we have the awareness. But then sometimes we end up falling victim to like the thing or the term or the phrase and and hiding behind it to not meet ourselves. And so what feels important about this conversation is one like I again want to preface again, like I don't claim to have all of the answers I have an awareness now of in the past when I said I need something from example, my husband, like, hey, husband, I need you to take out the trash. I feel like I always take it out. (laughs) I'm using that as an example or feeling the need to put a boundary in place with time. A great example of that is my phone. I don't tell people Oh, you can only I actually had somebody several years ago that said, hey, you can't text me at this time. And it always stuck with me because I like I'm like, wait. Can't you just like not have your phone or can't you just put your phone on do not disturb or can't you just put your phone in another room? But of course, I honored that. And that's the difference. So I have people texting me, emailing me, Facebook messaging me, voxing me on the Voxer app, clients, uh, just people, people in my community, people responding to my posts on social media. This is what I signed up for. It would make me go insane, literally, if I had no uh, discernment with my devices. (laughs) And so that's why it's been a massive practice for me to learn like how to honor myself and and how to show up in relationship with my devices. But I tell people, reach out anytime. (laughs) And then I tell people, And this is when, you know, this is generally when you'll hear back from me. And I'm very clear now that I do follow the energy. And unless it's a contractual agreement I have with a client where there's a response time, people may hear from me tomorrow. They may hear from me in two weeks. And there's a mutual level of understanding and respect of, right, the expectation of responding, et cetera, et cetera, the feeling, the need to call someone to check in. You know, things like that. I saw a really funny meme the other day that somebody, it was a text where somebody said, happy birthday. And the other person said, thank you. And then the person responded, what have you been up to these days? And then the birthday person responded and said, it's okay. We don't actually have to have this conversation. You can just reach out on my next birthday. And the person said, okay, great. Thanks like enjoy your year and it was just a funny thing of like where do we make small talk when we really don't want to and we don't we feel obligated that's where the emotional charge comes in so this is more of just like a conversation to open up your awareness because you know some people 
don't even know how to ask for what they want and they may be at a level where needs and boundaries is required. So what happens is we start to kind of transcend um, some of these practices and resonances. And that's kind of the space that I'm in where I'm like, if I feel like I need to set a boundary with someone because the, and, and it's coming from a place of trigger and charge and wound, then people are going to feel that wound. They're going to feel all they're going to feel is the wound. But if I can be in relationship with myself, meet myself and like, oh, wow, this person is really getting underneath my skin. They're reaching out to me all the time. I have this happen actually quite often. I've had a, have had a lot of conversations about this because um, people I just attract. <laughs> I co-create relationships where people uh, want advice from me. And that's totally co-created. And I know where it stems from. And I've done so much work on this. And this is also what I do for a living. So a lot of people just want to talk, right? They just want a friend. So, for example, people that I don't reach out to for support and I really don't talk to that often you know, we'll say like, hey, I'm just reaching out as a friend and then they want to get on a call and then they want to reach out to me, you know. And I used to get in these triggered places of like, why do I have all these people reaching out to me all the time? And and I would get so triggered by my phone and just all these people, right? It was like, oh, these people want my attention. These people want something from me when I'm not asking for anything from them. That was the the old story. And when I really started to to get to the root of like, why am I feeling this way? Where does this come from? Why am I co-creating this? And also being responsible for the relationship, right? For my part in the relationship. And what I found is I used to be everything to everyone so that nobody actually had to look at me and so that nobody actually had to ask me how I was doing so that I didn't actually have to be intimate with people. And so that I didn't have to give anything of myself away, I literally would just help others. So it was my it was my way of escapism. It was my way my way of blending in. And what's really funny is I would co-create it, these relationships, and I would I would be like, and nobody, you know, it would just make me laugh because people would be like, oh, I really could use a friend. And I'm like, nobody ever asked me how I'm fucking doing. <laughs> Literally, I would call in so many relationships where I wouldn't even have anyone ask me, like, how are you? They would just want advice from me. And I I created that strategically to protect myself. But yet I was blaming other people, right? I was judging other people. And I was being triggered. And, and then so I've done so much work around, okay, what is underneath this emotional charge? Why is this showing up for my healing? How do I get to move this energy on my own? How do I get to be in relationship with myself so that I can then have a conversation with someone from love, from this, from this grounded place, from this awareness? And that to me is discernment. Because when I am setting a boundary, for me personally, there's an emotional charge there. And it actually creates more of a repulsion and more conflict as opposed to solution. And I've done this time and time again, so much experimentation with my husband. When I give to him what I want to receive, and I don't even tell him. When I like 
do the energetic work to be like, how can I support my husband? How can I create synergy in this relationship? How can I create more connection and intimacy? How can I, right, like really continue to be a co-creator and developing this partnership where we are crushing life and right, it's like, we right, because I have an amazing partnership with my husband and yet there's so much room for more pot- for potential, so much room. And I recognize that and so does my husband and and I love that. And I love actually the other day, I said something to him because I was actually listening to a podcast and it, I had this moment where I was like, oh yeah, I'm trying to control my husband in this one thing. I, I realized that I'm like, shit, I'm doing it again. Like I'm imparting my um, perspective when he's not asking me for it or I'm like being a little bit too in his face about it or whatever it is. And whenever I do that, it pushes my husband more away, but I wasn't seeing it with this one situation. And so he called me on his drive home the other day and I just brought it up and I said, I know, wow, like I noticed that I was doing this again. And, and I, and I'm like, but you didn't say anything. And he's like, yeah, I picked my battles. And so I I asked him, I said, I really want you to bring this to my attention because I don't want to smother you and I love you and I trust you. And I, I really want to continue to work on only imparting, you know, like my wisdom, my support, my knowledge, whatever it is, my feedback, if you truly want it. And, and I'm like, and I know that this is a huge thing because I love my husband so much. And I do this with everybody in my life. Like I see all of our potentials and I get excited and I'm like, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And sometimes people just need space. And sometimes people just get to figure that out on their own. And I just, right, like there's a level of responsibility of like, oh yeah, honey, I was doing that again. And I want you to call me forward. I want you to bring it up. If you, if you notice that I'm, you know, you know, overstepping. Because when I give my husband space, it's insane how much growth he has. And it all stems back to control, right? Like, oh, okay, I want to control this situation so that I feel better, right? It's coming from a wound. And yet there's so much awareness there that we can have conversations about it. And then, you know, it's the same with his wounds when he shows up in certain dynamics in our partnership. But we know it and we see it and we can talk about it and we can be like, oh, yeah, there it is again. OK, but this is actually what I'm committed to. And we we have learned to move this on our own and then be like, OK, right. So we can talk about it when we're not in the charge. That's so powerful. It's so, so, so powerful So it takes practice. I clearly am telling you, right, like, again, peeking you behind the curtain. I really wish that my husband wasn't so shy because, gosh, I would love to have him come on here and roast me. (laughs) But he's so I've brought him on to Facebook lives and things before and he just freezes. But maybe in this setting, in the podcast setting, since I'm literally in my closet in the dark right now, um, (laughs) you know, maybe he'll feel a little bit more comfortable because 
My honey is so wise and so patient and so gentle and so open. And so many, like so many people don't get to see that side of him. And I'm like, really, it's just, it's such a powerful dynamic how we sourced each other because we are so different in so many ways. And he teaches me so much and I teach him so much and we're learning to not control and we're learning to not impart our way, right? There's a zillion ways to get there. And it sometimes it takes us, like sometimes the, the most support is just giving the space to let the person fail forward, right? And that's a really tough one for me. And I think the last piece that I want to mention, oh, so what I want to say with my husband is like, when I'm triggered about some stupid thing that I'm like, frustrated about with the house being picked up or something, right? I move that on my own now, I should say. Most of the time, I have my moments. And then I really show up in love. And I and like, it's all it's this energetic space of like, I just give and I show up in love and I have compassion and I stop making it about me. And every time that I do that, he goes up, he starts to go above and beyond because he can feel me going above and beyond. He can feel my compassion. He can feel my love. He can feel my presence. And I don't know about you, but don't, wouldn't you rather like do something kind for someone when you feel them that way versus like, I need this from you, right? The energy is so different. So of course, maybe like when I'm in the charge and I say, I need something from my husband, of course he'll do it. But like, He's matching the energy for the energy that I'm putting out, right? Versus just showing up in love. So that's the difference, right? It's like you get in, what you put in, you're going to get out. And so because that's how the how the energy works. So he's reciprocating like that charge related to the need. And then, right, and then there's things that build up on his end and and, and it just keeps going. So this comes back to relationship with self and it does it takes so much practice and so again I have the awareness of like what I can actually hold in terms of not needing anything from anyone and also yeah just not needing anything from anyone and not feeling the need to set boundaries with people and vocalize them and all of these things right I have that awareness, but of course I fuck up all the time, but it's still there. That's the beauty of it where I'm like, oh, okay, I see it. I see where I like went into an old pattern and I can see the evidence of like when I'm in a charge and I, for example, I'm just using my husband because it's so easy. It's really fun to practice with this. Like I'm, I have so much evidence of when I move the energy on my own, when I'm with myself, when I'm like, okay, and I can just be in love and I ask for it in that way, it's so much more beautiful and it's so much simpler and it feels better for everyone involved. And when I recorded this video, I think it was like I said about 15 months ago, there the next layer of consciousness that came through is this. And I've shared this, I think, in other platforms, but I don't feel the need to use needs and boundaries anymore because it feels like somebody is that I'm requiring something outside of myself to fill a void in order to feel whole. Right. And what 
I'm committed to is, is truly focusing on, okay, if I continue to love myself, if I continue to walk in wholeness, if I continue to just be in practice of coming back to my divinity in human form, if I continue to practice courage, if I continue to show up in authenticity, if I continue to make mistakes and, you know, practice, 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 then I am just exuding my essence. I am radiating my soul shine out into the world. I am just me, point blank, in its simplest form. That trumps a need and a boundary any day. So it's more about I am going to be so who I truly am in this world that that becomes the need and the boundary, right? That that energy, that auric field, right? My aura then gently just blankets over the need and the boundary. I am so myself that people feel me and they know me. And I call in what is meant for me. And what is not meant for me just gently dissolves and moves and and that and I it feels like this gliding, like, okay, here we are, navigating through life. I've had little tastes of that and I know it's possible. I like I know it's possible to be in this resonance 99.9% of the time. And that's why I have these conversations. And this is why this is such a conversation that most people disagree with me on, but it's okay. I'm not, I don't need, you know, it's like, yeah, you don't have to agree, but, but this is what I'm committed to. And I, if you want to come with me, here's, you know, the permission slip, you know? And again, I've been in this practice for a long time. So I get where people are like, I don't even know what I want. So then yes, you don't, you definitely aren't going to start here, but you know, it's possible for you, right? Like some people are so lost in their codependency, in motherhood, in other relationship, in partnership, whatever it is. There's a million ways that we get lost and that we lose fractals of ourself in, in, in relationship, right? So, so perhaps starting is just to be like, oh, what do, I, what do I even need? Like just starting to ask the questions or like, where am I at? And if this feels so out of, you know, the reach and the comfort zone, then that's okay, this isn't for everyone. You know, maybe there's one little nugget that is totally unrelated to the need and boundary conversation of this episode that you could be like, oh, that's what I needed today. Perfect. That's what I'm going to, you know, hold on to. That's the gold that I was calling in. So yeah, something fun to explore. And, and, and I think the last piece is I recorded this and I even said in the video, I was like, okay, I'm practicing. I'm like, okay, I'm practicing being bolder with sharing my opinions. Let me tell you, I would have never posted something like that two years ago. I was so afraid to ruffle feathers. I was so afraid to ask questions. I was so afraid to be like, this is what I believe. Again, not needing anybody to agree or to believe me or like pushback, right? I get so much pushback now. So much pushback for being myself. But the beings that exponentially reach out to me saying keep going saying 
celebrating me, saying, wow, you're so good at this, or wow, this really supported me, whatever it is, or this really resonated. That is like exponentially larger than the people who are like, okay, yeah, you're weird. You're crazy. Um, I get made fun of all the time, especially for like old embodiment posts, because when you post reels online, well, just in, in general, like my content is evergreen. You can go to my website, you can go to my Instagram, you can go anywhere and you can see lots of different things for me. <laughs> you can, you know, tune into a podcast. And so every so often there'll there'll be people that are making fun of me or judging me. And I just send those people love. I just, I don't give that too much attention anymore because people are hurting and people don't understand. And I will say, of the few expanders that I follow that are spiritual leaders, teachers, thought leaders in the realm of all of these things, consciousness, you know, whenever I, I, I always look at the comments and there's usually an influx of like so much love and there's trolls everywhere. And so, of course, you're going to have people who don't understand you and that takes practice. So again, I want to show you, right, how I've set my desires in motion and how I've created the discernment. A great example is I didn't go straight to the podcast into like the mass media public shares. That's taken, I mean, I've been in business since, gosh, just over six years now. So for the last six years of entrepreneurship, I have slowly started getting more confident sharing who I am and practicing discernment of who and where I'm going to share that with and to and, and to and from and all of the things. Now I'm in a place where it feels like it's time and I've done the work and I don't feel triggered like I did when people don't understand me and I don't, you know, I, I don't take it to heart and I just know that I'm not for everyone and it's because I've done so much work in that area. It's not going to be the last time that probably somebody online says something mean to me that hurts my feelings for a brief moment, right? Like I'm still a human and I still have the same emotions and I still feel the same hurt as everybody else, but I've done so much work around that. And so that's a great example of now I'm spreading my wings and I just share now. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. This is how I'm feeling and it's my experience and people can take it or leave it. That's it. That's all we're doing here. And that gets again to outshine the need and the boundary. That's the level of consciousness that I am committed to. And I would really love to know if this is landing because this is one of the more polarizing topics, especially with women. It's like, like, I mean, I've had people really be like, yeah, no, I don't, that doesn't resonate or like, I don't get it. Or what do you mean? <laughs> um, and that's okay. It's totally okay. But I am just curious to know how this lands. And um, and you're allowed to say, Lindsay, I don't agree. I welcome that. <laughs> I want you to, to self-express and speak up in that way. Absolutely. All right, my love. So enjoy this little 15-minute spielio on a gentle reframe around needs and boundaries. Please continue to share the love, share episodes, 
just continue to show up online. Anything that you can do to reshare any of my social media posts, forwarding emails if you're on my email list to loved ones, continuing to rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple and Spotify, that would just be so lovely because the world gets to be supported and there's so much in the realm of the online world that is pretty dark in terms of like can be can bring you down <laughs> and allow us to lose hope in humanity and and what it means to evolve and move forward and that's why i believe that i am being called from my spirit team to show up in these bigger platforms and I don't have all the answers and half the time I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I also feel excited and I feel, I do, I feel excited when I create these podcast episodes for you. I just love it. I love it. And it, it makes me so happy to know every time, you know, somebody miraculously pops up into my world and says, thank you. I had a high school friend reshare one of my reels the other day and she just was like, you have no idea how much. I needed to hear this today. That is what I live for because I have people, expanders, beings who are doing that for me, right? We're all just walking each other home. And so there's somebody who's just a few steps behind you that gets to learn from you, right? That's how this works. And then they get to be that for somebody else. And that's the, that's the gift. That is truly the gift. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Enjoy this little mini-sode. Much love and blessings. Second live in a row in my PJs. Don't look at that. It's my college rival. This is my husband's. (laughs) I'm not, not only am I wearing PJs, I'm wearing my husband's PJs today. That's how it gets to be bundled up and cozy. Uh, So this is my second day in a row coming live. I'm actually being guided to share more and be on camera more and share more to the masses. And there's still a little bit of resistance. And so guess what I'm doing? I'm practicing in, in here. And I'm feeling like I'm close. I'm close. I'm close. I'm close to, to really start sharing more uh, wisdom with the masses on larger platforms where there's not a private group where, right, like I don't have autonomy, full autonomy of, of who gets access to it. And um, this has come up a lot. And, and I think I shared this yesterday, but I'm having like themes kind of come through in, um, in guidance. And they're kind of coming up in conversations. They're coming up in relationship. They're coming up in downloads. And what I felt called to talk about today was the word need and the word boundary. And... There's something that a lot of, and I like, I get a lot of resistance to this when I, when I have conversations with people about it and it's kind of fun because it's kind of like, how do I even put this into words? (sighs) It's kind of fun because it's showing me that I get to feel like I get to feel a resonance inside and I get to feel like I get to share what's working for me. And it, and it can be, um, 
unpopular opinion, like, right? It can, it doesn't necessarily need to land with everyone at this time. And it has to do with words and the association and meaning that we put to specific words. And the word need, right? Like we have actual definitions of words and then we have experiences and projections and reflections and, 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 um, and then we have like associations to certain words and how they resonate with us and how they land. And there's a, there's a lot coming through now around wholeness and when we are 100% feeling whole within, there is, it's this feeling and this resonance inside that we have everything we need inside of us. And there is nothing outside of us that is going to fulfill any sort of void that we have. So whenever I feel any sort of void or whenever I feel triggered, what I stopped doing was feeling like the need to set a boundary and to like have this like charged energetic response. There was like a come from around needs and boundaries that were really contracting and really did not serve. And I believe that there was a time and a place and a paradigm where this was necessary and I feel that the veil is being lifted in this way and things are shifting in the energy on this. And, you know, it's like when there is like a need, like I need this from you, there's a sense of like, there's a sense of separation and there's a sense of incompleteness that's happening within that leads us to believe that someone or something outside of us is going to fill that emptiness. And what happens is, is we continue to do this and we continue to vocalize this. And I don't want to say it's, it's always from a form of desperation, but there's like this piece where it's like that looking outside of ourself to, um, feel whole, right? Like when we think we need to have something met, like a need being met that's outside of ourself, there's this, um, there's this belief that something outside of ourself is going to create the fulfillment, the joy, the completeness, the happiness. And that's absolutely the furthest thing from the truth. So that's the first piece. The second piece. So, so I choose the word desire. And again, I really think it's about the come from, because words, it doesn't necessarily matter. It's about the resonance. It's about the frequency. It's about the emotional state. It's about the the come from. And I just noticed for myself patterns when I felt like I needed something or when I was really standing firm in my like, I need something from you or I need this in order to feel X, Y, Z or in order to have X, Y, Z or in order to do X, Y, Z. There was a sense that uh, somebody else needed to like fulfill that for me. And there's a sense of powerlessness there. And with the word boundaries, I was talking to one of my clients yesterday about this and boundary also has this sense of need, has this sense of like, I need something from you in order to, and there's this, um, 
I don't want to, I don't know how, what word to use, but there's almost like a butting up against. There's almost like more contraction. There's almost like there's this charged, triggered response that usually comes from setting a boundary, right? Like somebody oversteps. And we get to remember that we cause and co-create everything in our world. I know that's a high practice that not everybody understands, but generally when we feel a boundary is crossed, it's coming up for our healing. It's coming up to show us places inside that we're not free. And when we tell somebody else, like, I need this from you and I'm setting this boundary and here's my stake in the ground, the, the resonance, the emotional state is actually not expansive most of the time. And so the key for this, for me, is is like when, like for me right now, I'm going through a lot of shifts and relationships are shifting and new relationships are entering my life and old relationships are leaving my life, but there's no like, you're not in my life anymore or like, you're not serving me anymore or I don't like the way that you're showing up in the world, so I am going to end this. It's more of this like, beautiful, slithery approach to just navigating life and letting life unfold and unravel and just trusting in the relationships that are coming in and out. Because what I found, and I'll give an example, is the more that I ask my significant other, my husband, the more that I, the more that I say I need something from you and the more that I set a boundary, the more I repel him. The, the more he doesn't understand what my desires are, the more resistance it's creating. When I show up in love and when I'm able to, to express myself in a way where I recognize that I am co-creating this experience right now, the moment that I realize that when I'm asking for something that I need or when I'm looking to set a boundary, I realize that I've shown up in that way for others in the past, right? Like I've been on the receiving end and or the giving end in other relationships in my life and feeling what that feels like and knowing that I am not separate from that experience, not separate from betrayal, not separate from belittling, not separate from steamrolling, not separate from apathy, not separate from control, not separate from judgment, not separate from gaslighting. You know, when I'm seeking uh, something that comes from a place of need or boundary, every single time I'm actually able to connect with an experience in my life previously where I have created that emotion inside somebody else, that lack inside somebody else, that charged response inside somebody else. And so I think this is really part of the, the collective, the entire like radio frequency dial in the collective is completely shifting where there was a need, there was a time and a place for need and boundary because we were in the masculine paradigm, like we were in the paradigm of the dismantling and the shifting and now the veil is being lifted. Now we're stepping into the new paradigm, which is truly unconditional love. And I really want to make myself clear that unconditional love does not mean you're a pretzel, does not mean that you don't stand up for yourself, right? Like this is about standing for something. This is about being so 
rooted and grounded and stable within that it's that there's this unshakable confidence within and there is no need or boundary that needs to be set because you are just you and you are just yourself and you are just living authentically and you have an open heart and you can still be direct and you can still ask for your desires and claim your desires and you can still stand up for what you believe in with an open heart in a way where people can feel that unconditional love and still feel your power and still feel your directness and still feel that courage. So what happens when we do that is others are able to meet us in that resonance. Because what I have found historically in the past is when we claim our stake in the crowd and it's a need, right? We can still be fierce and unconditionally loving in our heart. But the resonance of the need and the boundary historically that I've seen in the past and witnessed in the past and what I'm like, how I'm sourcing this too is from a place of contracted emotional states. And it's actually creating more separation and it's actually creating more divisiveness and it's actually creating um, more separation from wholeness, more separation from accepting and recognizing that all of these aspects of self live within. And so this is just an invitation, right? Like try it on. There's a certain... There's like certain knowings inside of me. And 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 I, I think I really want a presence that like just because I have these knowings, it's like my higher self. There's my higher self and there's my human self, right? There's like the miraculous self and there's the mundane self. And it's not to say that it doesn't take practice for me. This is constant practice for me to be in this energy. But I have the awareness. And when I do show up in feeling this like need or boundary, or like, like energy, I notice it, like I allow myself to be with it. And then I create a new resonance. And then I create a new reality. And it feels so much better. And my relationships are beginning to thrive. And some relationships are perhaps being let go for now. It's feeling good and it's feeling expansive and new relationships are coming in and new experiences are coming in. And it just feels like even when there's conflict or even when there's um, like stretching out of growth edges, it still feels really expansive to be in that state. And to me, expansive feels like freedom and joy. And what I really feel like I'm here to create in this world is to show others how to feel alive, how to feel joy, how to truly like experience all of life, like even in everything that gets thrown our way, like even in the changing of relationship, like even in like everything that's happening in the world right now. And that feels really good that I am living this, I am practicing this, I still feel need and boundary, right? I still feel this like, mm, 
like this triggered, charged response. But then I meet it and then I choose a new frequency. Like I choose to show up. So what I'm doing when I meet it is I'm meeting it with self. I'm not immediately going to the other person saying, I need this from you and I'm setting this boundary and this is what I'm available for and da, 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 da. No, I'm doing that with myself. And then when I'm in that state of expansion, when I'm in that open heartedness, when I'm in that space of sovereignty and power within, which to me is like the wholeness of the masculine and the feminine, then I'm being in relationship with other. And then there's opportunity for possibility and conversation and solution for both parties. And I'm noticing that there's healing and there's transformation and there's transmutation with both parties And I feel a sense of responsibility because there's something inside of me that just feels that this is true right now in this moment. And this is how we get to shift the the consciousness of the planet one by one while being in relationship with self, being in relationship with those that we love and having that expand out into all of the beings of the world, right? And all of the people that we touch. So I would love to know how this is landing and, you know, this may be a triggering conversation. This may not necessarily make sense right now. Um, it is a very high practice to operate from this stance and I am still in the middle of it. And I don't know if I'll ever be a true master of it. I'm setting that intention for myself, but it feels exciting for me. It feels like freedom and possibility in my body. And I want all beings to be able to show up in this way and to almost welcome it knowing what's possible. So I love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for just listening with an open heart and truly letting me share um, what's kind of coming through during this time as I'm, you know, stepping out of my growth edges to continue to share more Uh, to more groups of people in hopes that it could support during this time. Much love. Happy weekend. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you if you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.